back again. No, why are you making faces at me? I don't know. It's been a while since we recorded. A long, long time. I think we recorded our last episode the day after the Super Bowl or something like that. Or the week yeah, after the Super Bowl. Like yeah, Monday after the Super Bowl. That would be January. We are so sorry, guys. Well, our microphone broke, so we had to wait for a new one. But it's here, and now we're recording. Again. And if you can hear us, that means you're also listening to it. And that's good. Alrighty then. <laughs> Alright, Joe, what do you have for us to start today? You have your questions, questions over there? Yes. Alright. Um, so, I made... I edited the list today, but I made the list last month. So, <laughs> uh, my first question I just noticed, book signing. The Buck signings? What's the next step? What's the next step? Have they signed everybody? They are keeping all 22 of their Super Bowl starters. So, basically. The only major free agent that's currently not on the deal is Antonio Brown. We really don't need him back. He was not that important to the offense. I don't think he was... Scotty Miller has obviously shown that he could fill that role. It's... We're fine. Honestly, it would probably mean more touches for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which is... Maybe he okay with me. Maybe he and I want Mike Evans to be a Hall of Famer, so I want him to keep getting faster. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer now. He's, he's he's a Hall of Famer. He's already a Hall of Famer, but if he keeps on getting one thousand yard seasons, maybe he's already got the most to start a career. So yeah, yeah, he he's almost guaranteed. Maybe if he keeps on playing like he has and getting those one thousand yard seasons, maybe top ten wide receiver. I have him as top tw- not twenty, probably top. 25 all time. I would say um, top 40 maybe. Interesting. If he's a Hall of Famer, he's definitely top 30. So he, The crazy thing about it is he is on pace if he does the amount of years that Rice did and he continues these thousand yard seasons, he will beat Jerry Rice before Jerry before the amount of years that Jerry Rice retired. So he'll set the record then? Yeah, he'll set the record. Jerry Rice also played for like 20-something years, so... Yeah, he didn't need as many thousand-yard seasons as, like... Well, yeah, because there were seasons that he got hurt, so... Um, next question? Next question. Um... Oh, wait, you asked what's the next move, right? The next move? Yeah. It's probably the draft. Yeah. I'm gonna skip a question, um, because this act that actually um goes with the draft. Who goes first? Who goes first? I was definitely not prepared for this. Pulling up my mock draft that I have saved on my phone. I By the way, guys, he was prepared for this. I was prepared for this. That was kind of the joke, actually, that I was making. So now I have my first ten. Of the 2021 draft. Number one. To the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, uh, no. No, I, I, no. I really don't. You don't, you don't think so? You no. don't think it's going to happen? Because I don't think they... They don't... I don't think they, they're going to take that. I think they're going to go after either offensive line, which is crazy that I'm thinking that, but I think they're going to try one of the other positions... I'm pretty sure Trey was joking. Are you actually serious? Yes. Trevor Lawrence is a once-in-a-generation draft talent. He and Joe Burrow are pretty much, like, two of the greatest draft prospects ever. I know. Just give me a second. He didn't win Heisman. He did not win the Heisman. He also is one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. I know, He but... won a national championship in his freshman year. Oh, God. He's going first, guys. He's going first. I don't... <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I'm sorry. My memory is terrible. Oh, my terrible. goodness. Okay, fine. <sighs> this, is why I, this is why I run the Twitter account, okay? That's why he This is why I run the Twitter account. No one needs to m- know more stats to run the I Twitter I can't account. wait until I turn 13. <laughs> Number two in the 2021 draft. The New York Jets select Zach Wilson, BYU. Ugh. Who now? Zach Wilson from BYU. Oh, no. yes. Largely he considered to be either I he's a quarterback. He's a qu- yeah. Okay. I don't 
they need one. I think they need that Heisman guy. Because the Heisman guy? No, Which quarterback, one? Sam Darnold. Which Heisman guy? Uh, the guy who won the Heisman. Devonta Smith? Yeah. Because mm. Sam Darnold is good. He doesn't have anything to do with his offense, though. Yeah, but I think this new head coaching staff is going to want to start over fresh with a rookie quarterback instead of going back to Sam Darnold again. I, I think Sam Darnold's going to get traded on draft night, and the Jets yeah. are going to get some more picks out of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he'll end up. up with, uh, Sidebar. They will not trade up from two to one. That probably won't happen. No, yeah, because you're right. I know that they're going to want Lawrence. Uh, I. Everybody I wants Trevor yeah. Lawrence on their team. Except for the people. Except for the contenders. I would say like, there's geez. maybe four mm, between four and six teams that would not trade up for Trevor Lawrence given the chance like the the Bucks the Bucks the Bucks the Chiefs the, Chiefs, the Packers the Packers cuz now they have Jordan Love well Titans No, I think the Titans would. No, the Titans would because they have Brian Tannehill starting. I would say that the Dolphins probably wouldn't. They're probably going to want another Tua. year Tua yeah. at least. I would say the Cowboys would not. The no. Chargers would not. The Bengals would not. I think that's it. Speaking of the Cowboys, um, I feel like Dak, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. he's going to do a lot better than his other seasons because of last season. Even though he got hurt. He was on pace for one of the best years by a quarterback ever. Yeah, so. ever. And... Oh my god, that was the worst moment. Oh, another team that would not trade up. The Bills, the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens, no. Uh, Never. Bills, no. Bills, a definite no. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson, from last year, how many rushing yards did he have? Uh, He was still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I know, That's the argument you're going to make. But he he went from like 2,000 rushing yards. He ran for 1,000. He ran for another 1,000 this year, I think. Yeah, he did. That's still amazing, but he's dropping like a fly. No, he's not. No, he's not. Trey. He led them to the playoffs again. He he didn't have as many rushing yards because he was throwing the ball. He had more throwing yards. All right, number three. Here we go. Nobody knows what the 49ers are actually going to do with this pick. Will it be Mac Jones? Will it be Trey Lance? Or will it be, as I think, Justin Fields? Ohio State. Uh, I really, really think they're not going to use it. I think they're going to trade it. I don't think they're going to. Tr- I don't think they would have traded up just to trade back. I'm not. I think not, if they don't really need. I think if Kyle Shanahan wanted to trade up to the third pick so badly, he's going to either pick a quarterback or it's going to be. Kyle Pitts. No, it's going to be Kyle Pitts oh, or it's oh, going to be a quarterback. Oh, definitely Kyle Pitts. Um, definitely Kyle Pitts if it's not a quarterback. I will be devastated if Kyle Pitts goes to New England. I, my brain will turn off. They don't. They won't draft him because first of all, they're picking fifteenth, and he's not going to fall that far. They also have two tight ends now. And they also now think spent money on two different tight ends this year. Yeah, so. there were a bunch of mock drafts before they got the two tight ends that Kyle Pitts. Hit well, that was also before Kyle Pitts' pro day, where he ran a four point four four, while also running diagonal. So, Wait, I'm terrified. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope that the Falcons, who are picking next, do not take Kyle Pitts. I. No, they wouldn't. They already have a. A young veteran tight end that is good. A young veteran. I do not think that... That's an oxymoron. I Like a happy Monday. Guys, I do not think that Kyle Pitts would fall past uh, 10, let's say. Well, in this mock draft, he doesn't fall past 4. He goes to the Falcons at 4. He's the first skill position player off the board other than quarterback. I don't think he's going to go past 4. But, imagine... If the Bucks got him. I mean, let's think about this. Kyle Pitts broke the record this year for the largest wingspan of any receiver ever. Ever? Wide receiver or tight end. That would be amazing. At least in the history of pro days and scouting combines. Um, I don't think that Hang on. need one. The previous games. record was DK Metcalf. Are you kidding me? 
I'm scared to death of my... He's 6'5", 260 pounds. He I'm... is a larger Mike Evans. I'm scared, but I would love if he survived to the Bucks, which he won't, because they're 32. Oh, I know. He's terrible, guys. They should just let him fall to the last round. I mean, the last pick of the first round. They're not. He's not gonna. And I mean, if he did though, watching the film, the way he they like lined him up in the slot and he just physically oh. dominated slot corners, or they would put him at tight end and he's just faster than okay. all of the linebackers, was, except for Devin White, who ran the fastest forty time of any I, linebacker ever. I was, so, so that's wait, some consolation. Wait, 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 I was still talking. One, all the stuff that you just said. Yeah. Basically. And two, Gronk is Gronk is on that team. And he could mentor him. He's not gonna go to the Bucks though. He's not gonna I know, fall. But he's not I know, gonna I, fall. I know I, that he's not gonna fall at all. If he he's not gonna The Bucks get are close. not very team, into trading up. The team that I would want him to go to is the Titans. One reason. Because I like no, two reasons. Because I like the Titans and they need one because they lost Johnny Smith, who by the way, if he didn't hurt himself at the end of the season, he was gonna. He, no, he was. He's, he's not gonna fall so to good. where are the Titans picking. He's not gonna fall to twenty two, and I don't think the Titans are gonna spend draft capital to trade up and Can get we just a tight move end. To the next guy. I, the next guy. It's Kyle Pitts. Picking fifth overall. Oh. No, fourth overall was Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. Yes. Can you imagine that? that offense? First of all, with Julio Jones. And Calvin Ridley, which is already one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. And, and now Kyle Ryan. Pitts. I'm Wait, Matt Ryan leave? No, catching passes for Matt Ryan, though. Yes. Tyler? Matt Ryan claps to him. Put in, I like to cut G right here. No. I'm not adding sounds. So, I yeah. don't feel um, like it. I don't feel like it. Uh, yeah, Tyler found this uh, sound effects site. Yeah. Yeah, it's too complicated. I'll figure it out for the next episode. Next. So, picking fifth is the Cincinnati Bengals, who probably would not be picking fifth. They would probably be picking, like, I don't know, tenth, if not for Joe Burrow blowing out his knee. Not blowing out his knee, tearing his ACL. What not? Bum, bum, bum. Why? Why? That... Aww. Why? Why? Why so... am I getting the loser game show sound? Because of Joe Burrow. Why? Because he got hurt. That's what I just said. I know. But that's just just, Why just is that do a... the thing! Just do the thing! That should be reserved for just bad... Just do the thing! Can I say my piece first? Thank you. That should be reserved for, like, bad, terrible puns. That's what that's reserved for. That's what, yeah, that's what that's reserved for. You can't use it every two seconds. If you do it again, I'm kicking you out of the room for the rest of the episode. That's gonna be a punishment. And I'll take your, I'll take your, I'll, I'll take your, uh, that would, your prepared that bit That would here. be the last punishment. Now he's pretending to slap himself in the face. I like it. In slow motion. Oh. <laughs> oh, I actually slapped myself. <laughs> Back thing. to the topic at hand. So the number five pick is really interesting to me. This is really the second... Well, I guess three, four, and five are all big choices for different teams. Because the 49ers could go with either Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Or they could... Or the Falcons could go with either Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. By the way, Jamar Chase, I don't know if you guys were like paying attention. Jamar Chase is actually better than Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. So, he's pretty good. He's like a, uh, he's really good. That's all I got. And then, at five, we have the Bengals, who could either pick a tackle, which would mean that they're picking Penny Sewell, who is very good, very, very good. Consensus number one tackle. Or they're picking Jamar Chase, if he's not picked by the Falcons, or they're picking Kyle Pitts if he's not picked by the Falcons. All I gotta say to that is I'm gonna go off on the tiniest ramble ever. Off- offensive linemen are really underrated in drafts. No, they're very important. Uh, but in this dra- mock draft, the Bengals are taking Jamar Chase. Number one, Jamar Chase had one of the best statistical seasons of any wider- college wide receiver ever while he was playing with Joe Burrow at LSU last year. Not like this last year, but Joe Burrow's yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. And number two, 
Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are not great number one wide receivers, especially since A.J. Green just left in free agency. So, Jamar Chase is definitely the move here. Unless Kyle Pitts is still on the board, then it's Kyle Pitts. Yeah. If Kyle Pitts is still on the board, I think you should take him. I don't know how you haven't even mentioned Kyle Trask yet. He is not even in my top ten. He's not even in my first round. That makes me cry. Kyle? Frankly, he's not as good as other quarterbacks that are in this draft class. There are around as many quarterbacks that would be taken in the first round that are this better is not than who I th- This isn't necessarily who I think should go in each spot. This is who I think will go in each spot. So now we're number six, which is now the Dolphins. And it was the Eagles before they traded out of it like losers. They should not have done that because if Can the top we just talk about what how stupid the Eagles are. Oh, that's been talked about enough. We don't need, really need to go into it. Okay. So I don't if hurt them anymore. If most mock drafts are to be believed, the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Which means if the Eagles had stayed at six, they had a shot at either Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, or Penny Sewell. All of which could be franchise cornerstones. So this tells me that either Howie Roseman knows something about how the draft is going to shake out between 6 and 12, or he is an idiot. And I'm inclined to believe that he is an idiot because he signed Wentz to, the at the time, the highest paid quarterback deal ever. And then, like, hmm, two seasons later, traded him to the Colts. So now they're eating a bunch of dead money. I get that he got more picks out of that trade, but, I mean, come on. Oh, ESPN notification. The Bucks are picking up Vita Vea's fifth-year option, which will not actually go into effect for another, like, two years. Finally. Let's go. I mean, they had to make sure he was good still. Yeah. So, with that being said, the Dolphins have also have a choice to make here, which is either get to a weapon, a real weapon, not a Mike Gesicki, who is still pretty good as a tight end, but Mike he's not... He's if not. your number one option on offense is throwing it to Devontae Parker, you're not in a good position to succeed. And they're not going to go quarterback here. I think because they're going to go running back. Running back is what I'm thinking. No, running no. backs never go this high in the draft unless it's Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon Barkley, out as of college... As well, he was just also, like, really good. Yes. Both catching and running. So, this pick is going He's, to be Penny Sewell. So that Tua actually has time in the pocket and is not scrambling for his life every other play. My reason that I'm saying that they need a running back is because their starting one right now is Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin was pretty good last year. He was. He's, he's not a starting starter, but he, he could fit. We'll see later in the first round. Running backs almost never go within like the top five or Besides six. Besides if... He had the best stats as a running back ever. Like feel, a Herschel Walker. I feel exactly. that. I feel though that Miles Gaskin is more of a what's it number called? two. A, um, what's the group running back? I feel dumb right. Running now. back by committee. Yes, running back by committee because he his durability isn't the best, but he's he is still good when. He is on the field. Hold up. What was the name again? Miles Gaskin. No, 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 no. The, the, the committee thingy. Running back Running by back committee. Running back by committee. You're saying that too fast. Running, Running back, back by, by committee. committee. Running back by committee. Okay, I just need to clarify that. That means there are multiple running backs that could be considered the starter under any given circumstance. Got it. You get it now? Yep. Kind of like the Bucks. Yeah. They're kind of a running back by committee. But it's two. <laughs> it's a two runner. Yeah. I mean, it might become a three runner. It might become Keyshawn... a four runner, depending on who they pick at the end of the first round. If Keyshawn Vaughn also gets better, it could be. Well, anyway, they picked Penny Sewell in this draft because Penny Sewell is great. And he's probably going to be very good. And so, now, we are at the Lions, who are also in the middle of a rebuild, kind of. 
they still have Jared Goff. And so they're going to go get a weapon here. And that is going to be Jalen Waddle, not Devonta Smith. Jalen Waddle. How far is Jalen... I mean, not Jalen Waddle. Devonta Smith. Smith. How far is he going to go? Not much further. Uh... The large consensus around the NFL is that he's not going to be like he's not going to be like a number one option, which I don't really think is going to be true. I think he'll be pretty good. I don't think he'll be like a uh, DeAndre Hopkins, partially because they're not the same style. I think he'll be more like a Chris Godwin. So I don't think he'll get picked this early. I think he'll get picked several picks later, like still top ten, but not not in the same spot. Guys, I don't really pay attention to college football because it's the same thing every single year. Mm-hmm. So who won the championship? Ohio State? I I don't know, guys. <laughs> Staring in silence at each other. <laughs> I'm staring because I'm just realizing I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we swear, it's the same thing every single year. It's the same four teams. I went back and looked, so I think we've been in this format since 2014. Oh, so exactly. sad. It was Alabama. It was Alabama. Okay. <gasps> so we've been in the same college football format since 2014 with the four-team Final Four or whatever. And uh, I think I counted, and like, of the... 30, no, 6 times 4 is 24. Yeah. So of the 24 teams that have played there, something like 16 are either Clemson, Alabama, or Ohio State. Yeah, that, I would agree. Because you're, keep, you're basically keeping the same team, except for when the season ends... Your team all gets drafted away. I'm looking at it right now. No, it's just that Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney and, uh, well, I guess Ryan Day didn't really build the program. He's just kind of inherited the reins from Urban Meyer, who in this dra- mock draft is picking Trevor Lawrence first. Oh, my gosh. The only, the only one where we were all surprised, I think, was LSU. Yeah, that was kind of a flash in the pan year. They're still good, just not... Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State good. This yes. is crazy. Okay. So there have... I gotta count it right now. Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Florida State, and Florida. Since 2008, there have been six teams who have won the national championship. Yeah. Six. Powerhouses. Big time. So oh, who's there? No, seven. Seven. Because it's Auburn also. I didn't... So Jalen Waddell gets drafted by the Lions here. I think he'll fit along nicely with, uh, not Kenny Galladay. What's his name? Did they lose both of their big wide receivers this year? I don't remember. No, look up Kenny Galladay. What team is he on? Also, Marvin Jones. Let's ramble for a little bit, shall we? Yeah. So the Lions... Wait, Kenny Galladay and who? Marvin Jones Jr. I like to ramble. I like to ramble, too. I like to ramble around rambling as well. No, I type faster. <laughs> he rambles too much. Okay. So Marvin Jones Jr. is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, I thought and so. And Kenny Galladay is with the New York Giants. So they did lose both. So they're just going to be replenishing their wide receivers by drafting uh, Jalen Waddle. And the Bengals were also very close to getting him. Who? Kenny Galladay. Um, yes, they were. So the, Giants, the Giants just put... That was number seven. Now we're on number eight. Number eight is the Panthers. And they're going to draft either Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Now, in this offense, which is pretty much centered around Christian McCaffrey, it's going to be Trey Lance. And here's why. Trey Lance went to a small school called North Dakota State, where he was the starting quarterback. And at North Dakota State, they were a 30 times handing the ball off kind of team. And then when they weren't running, a lot of the throws were either deep shots or... uh, Little like screen passes to the running back. That's exactly what North Carolina does. Opening days, North Dakota, today, and the Yankees just started playing. Cool. Cool. I, I hope they like lose. The I don't like the Yankees either. I don't like the Red Sox either. I hate both of them. Cool, cool, cool. The Orioles, eh? They're pretty bad, so I don't feel a lot of strong feelings towards them. I never really have, except for Trey Mancini. I don't like that guy. He hits a lot of home runs. 
Or he did last time he played the Manny Rays. Manny Machado played for them because I liked him. Manny Machado? Manny Machado. Y- yes? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And also Chris Davis, who they're still paying a lot of money for How doing nothing. He is so old. How is he still playing? I don't think he's that old. I just think he's kind of not good anymore. Which is good for us because they're paying him a lot of money that they don't really have. And also they're just going to be bad for another two or three years. And also the Blue Jays. I guess that's kind of a budding rivalry as well. I'm kind of nervous actually. I think we'll still finish either second or third in the division with a wild card. He's only 35. Back to the mock draft. <laughs> 35 is still pretty old though for it sports. Is. Uh, so Trey Lance, he's got the he's he's got the goods. He's got an arm. He can, from what we've seen, he can read a defense. He was a redshirt freshman and he really only played one college game, as a starter. And Matthew Stafford. And he, pretty old. he it was a showcase because North Dakota wasn't really supposed to be playing football this year. Wait a minute, is he a quarterback? Who Trey, Trey Lance? Lance? Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Which Matt leaves Mac Jones to be drafted by the not Broncos. He's gonna fall even further. T.Y. Hilton mm-hmm. has decided to go to the Colts instead of the Ravens, even though the Ravens were offering him a lot more money. Old news. Old sure. news. It's showing up in NFL news. So, I don't know. so that means the Broncos are left with Mac Jones, which they're not going to draft him. He's going to fall further, which is a joke that I made a couple minutes ago, and I guess nobody heard me. I heard so you. here the Broncos... You said I learned news, through Twitter and ago. being corrected very strongly in the replies to a uh, Bleacher Report gridiron post that the Broncos defense doesn't really have a whole lot of holes. I knew they were upgrading their defensive backs this season, and I knew that their pass rush used to be good, but I thought Von Miller was like hurt, hurt still, and I do I did not realize that their def- defensive tackle was supposedly good, and I knew they had Bradley oh, Chubb, but. I thought he was supposed to be, like, way better. And I didn't realize he was a pro bowler. So there we go. Don't really watch a whole lot of Broncos games, except for when the Bucks are crushing them during, like, week three or week four. <laughs> that was great. That was fun times. So the Broncos are going to draft, uh, what's his name? Micah Parsons from Penn State, the linebacker. The first, hmm, first? Yeah, first defensive player off the board. He's He's pretty fast. He's also, I think, a bigger linebacker. I can't really remember. I just know he's really good. That's all I really need to know. And then now we're at 10, which is the Cowboys. And the Cowboys' defense was pretty rough for the first couple weeks. They started to figure it out at the end of the year. And so they're going to take the first corner off the board. And I had a really hard deciding here, hard time deciding here, whether it's going to be Patrick Sertain. What team are we talking about now? Cowboys. Cowboys. They're going to take a defensive back here. I had a really hard time deciding whether it was going to be Patrick Sertain or uh, J.C. Horn, because J.C. Horn had a really nice pro day. He's, like, really fast. Also, he's heavier, I think, and larger than Sertain. So, it was between Sertain and Horn, and it's going to be J.C. Horn. Yeah, I would agree with you, because about what you just said, bigger and faster. There's also another guy in there named Caleb Barley from Virginia Tech, but he's kind of fallen, so... I don't recognize any of their people that are corner or safety or D-back. Who? Who gets other like, than Cowboys? Keanu Neal? Yeah. Oh, Keanu, they also added him. Yeah, that, that's So, Trey, do you have more questions, or would you like me to continue further into the mock draft? Do not continue further into the mock draft. Cool. Also, my, uh, iPad. Leave that for the next episode, then. Come back for more next episode. So, my, uh... Was supposed to be second question. Remember, guys, I made this a few years, uh, not years, uh, a month and a half ago. Yeah, a month and a half ago. No, actually, like two months. Never mind. I wonder, what are you guys' thoughts on the fact that there is no Fox Sun Sports on YouTube TV? Well, there's not really any Fox Sun Sports anymore either. Now it's Bali Sports. (laughs) Tweet at us at TNT underscore Sports underscore Pod. You make that sound really good. I make it sound good. I make yeah. a lot of things sound good. Um. Yeah. So Bali Sports has taken over Fox. Well, Sports. not really. Simeon or Simeon or something. Some TV network that operates in like West Virginia and South Carolina or something. They bought out. They bought the rights to Fox Sports from Fox, the larger network, which is kind of dying now. Actually, not really sad about that. 
And then, um, so they rebranded Fox Sports to Bali Sports. And so now that's what's broadcasting the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's all the local networks. YouTube TV does not currently carry them. Which is okay for now-ish, kind of. Even though we can't watch the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning or the defending East... Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat, or and but we can watch the defending AL East AL champion Tampa Bay Rays because we have MLB TV for free for the entire season, I believe. So it's gonna be okay. We're gonna watch that later oh, when the game starts at four ten. For the Tampa Bay Rays, I don't think we really need to announce that here because people can just look it up if they really wanna look at that after. Because by the time we uh, record this, it's, that's going to be old news. Yeah, I mean, really by the time we release it, it's going to be old news. Oh, they're playing the Marlins? Mm. <laughs> they are going to probably whoop the Marlins. I feel good about they're, that. They're, Even though they're missing they're Choi these. and also Nick Anderson, who is a former Marlin, by the, the way. The only person that I'm sad that we have to play against is um, Corey Dickerson. He had a good season with the Rays that one year. Yeah playing left field with Logan Morrison. Oh, Logan Morrison. Um, yeah, when I play MLB... Lomo. When, when I play MLB, two, or MLB 19 or whatever, I sign him every year. That the I'm, show. Yeah, the show. Oh, Lomo. Yeah, Lomo was... So how do I feel about it? It irks me. There are some nationally televised games that I end up getting to watch, but not very many. So in conclusion, I think I've watched maybe five Heat games this year. Watched a lot of other basketball that's been nationally televised. Like, watched a lot of Lakers. Watched a lot of Nets recently. Oh and God, I've watched are, a lot of the Bucks. The Nets are a... Not that they have a bit of Buccaneers. Milwaukee okay, Bucks. I was about to say, I was about to say. The, the Nets um, are an absolute super team. You guys are interrupting. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Noah? It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. So, because they're in the Eastern Conference with the Let me ask you this semi-related question. How do you feel that Russell How do you feel about Russell Westbrook not having a ring? Like I that's new news to me actually. You didn't know he didn't have a ring? I didn't know he had a ring. I feel sad about that. You um, you are sad about that? Yeah, cuz he's good and he should have Okay. Now, how do you suggest he gets that ring? No, 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 no. <laughs> he was already part of the super team, like, twice. I know. They, he should have won. <sighs> there was that time they played... The Thunder they were, team. I'm pretty sure they were in the finals against the Heat one year with Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Yeah, that, that was... J- with James Harden coming off the bench. They also had Serge Ibaka at center. <gasps> yes. Serge Ibaka. I think uh, maybe Andre Roberson was on that team. He's also on the Nets, by the way. And then... A couple years later, at the beginning of the Warriors dynasty, they lost to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals with still Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka. That didn't end up working out because Kevin Durant left the next the next year in free agency after the Warriors won the championship to join the Warriors, I feel thus creating a super team and getting himself a ring, which people were complaining that he didn't have a ring and that he was a bum. So there you go. A short history. I- I feel I, that wait, mm-hmm. I feel that half of this podcast is Tyler explaining something to Noah. You want me to explain more things? No, please no. <laughs> Alright. What was the next question? Um I want your NBA power rankings. No, you wanna go first or you want me to go first? I wanna go first. Okay, you go first. Top five. So easily number Top five. one. Top five. Yeah. Easily number one is the Nets. They are an absolute super team. Does anyone have it? Hang on, quick qualifier. Have? Quick qualifier. Are we talking about when fully healthy or currently? Fully healthy. Oh, fully healthy. That changes the game. Let's mm-hmm. go. So, Nets at the top. Easy. Okay. Jazz. Because they still have the leading standings stuff. Well, on. yeah. And then my third team, the Lakers. Okay, I was about to say, if you do not have the Lakers on there... I was gonna smack you upside your head. Alright, next. The Lakers are just very good. Um, and then I have the Heat. Because Oh, I thought they weren't in your top five. I thought you just said when that it's not, when, when when they are fully healthy, 
They are the number four. Oh, got it. Because they <coughs> have Jimmy Butler, Bam, Tyler Harrow. They're they are a super team in the making. Okay. They could become a super team. I would call them a super team. You're forgetting some key pieces, but I'll get to that when it's my I, turn. I'm, it's fine. It's fine. Name everyone it's fine. On the team. It's fine. I'm not <laughs> complaining. It's and, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Um. Fuck this. And then finally, I have the Milwaukee Bucks at five. Okay. Do not call me a fake fan, but. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are better than the Heat. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. All right, my turn? Yeah. Number one is not the Nets. What? What was that? With the addition of Andre Drummond, I think the number one team is still going to be the Lakers. You got my boy. This bump. Let's think about this logically. The Nets are obviously going to be either number two or number three for me. I haven't really decided. I'm going to get to that after I finish talking about the Lakers. So, LeBron James and Anthony Davis can both guard one through five. Mm -hmm. And if the Nets fully healthy, that means you probably have Dennis Schroeder guarding Kyrie Irving, which is a recipe kind of for disaster because Dennis Schroeder is not the best on-ball defender and Kyrie Irving has the best handles in the entire league. And then at number two, you have James Harden. And he is also a walking nightmare in terms of scoring. And he would probably have to be guarded by LeBron James. I have have a joke. Not only is he a walking scorer, but he's a walking Johnny Rocket. He's not a... Well, okay. Old joke, because he's not fat anymore. Nor does he play for the Rockets. Well, he's not fat anymore? No, he's not fat anymore. He's in shape. Um... And then at the three, you have Kevin Durant, who is probably going to have to be guarded by Anthony Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Which is still not great for Anthony Davis or the Lakers, but it's the best they can do. And then at the four, it's probably going to end up being Blake Griffin. And then you are matched up with Marquise Morris, I guess, is playing power forward for the Lakers. And that's a pretty even matchup, I would say. Marquise Morris might actually get the upper hand there. Blake Griffin is playing pretty well since getting away from the Pistons. It just seems to be where players go to die in terms of career. And then at the five, you either have DeAndre Jordan or you have Nick Claxton, who is a rookie, I think. He's a center. He's very good in terms of defense. And that becomes Andre Drummond's problem. So now you have Joe Harris coming off the bench. DeAndre Drummond, I mean, the DeAndre Jordan coming off the bench. But the Lakers still have Caruso, Contavious Caldwell Pope. It's a pretty even matchup, but I'm giving it to the Lakers because LeBron. And so now at the number two, we probably have the Nets here. I would say yes. Overwhelming offensively. Their defense has improved from the worst to probably middle of the pack, which is still not enough to probably win in the an NBA championship. Agreed. Because the worst defense ever was... Well, in recent memory, the worst defense that ever won an NBA title was the Showtime Lakers 2000-2001 with Shaq and Kobe. Oh. And that defense was, like, the 10th best in the league. It was not very good. And it still won an NBA title. The worst team to get there since was the 2018-2019 Cavs, which was LeBron's last year with the Cavs. That did not work out. The defense was bad. LeBron basically single-handedly took that team to the... I'm rambling. Wow, I'm really rambling. Yeah, that's, wow. that's why I'm checking and my fantasy lineup right now, because that's, that's how I'm I have Third is the Heat, because they just added Victor Oladipo, who, when fully healthy, is one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. And also, they added Trevor Ariza, who can guard the 1 through 5. Jimmy Butler could probably guard 1 through 5. Bam can definitely guard 1 through 5. Oh, yes, that's, that's funny. And then you added an offensive like shooting guard or something, like a Tyler Harrow, a Duncan Robinson. It's, it's, not a bad, it's not a bad counter to the Nets. Wait, I have one thing to say. Mm-hmm. On the next people, can you not explain, like, 
Well, there's not a whole lot of debate as the as the four and five. Four is the Bucks, and five is the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. There you go. There's my five. What's the next question? Uh, last one, and then I might want to eat my lunch before it gets cold. Mm, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, we're gonna take. And then we're gonna time. come back with Dad, and he's got some quizzes for us. A quiz for us on the last season in terms of NFL. what do you call it? NFL. Uh, not stats, prime, but like prime stats, Amazon Prime stats. Hey guys, I'm not sure. we have two more games in our basketball league, and then we are in the playoffs. Yeah, I have not paid attention to that. Yeah, you're not in the playoffs. I don't okay, think. cool. Am I in the playoffs? I kind of forgot about that. Um, oh, this reminds me. I have an announcement to make. We're doing a fun new kind of fantasy league that I kind of stumbled, up, stumbled upon several years ago and I've wanted to do since. You guys want me to explain it? Yes. It's called the League of Leagues. So on the first day of the MLB All-Star break, which is the first time in the calendar of every year that... All six major sports in the USA stop. There's no sports on the first day of the MLB All-Star break. Or the day before the All-Star game, whichever one that is. So that is when we have the draft. Okay. And you draft NFL players, MLB players, and NBA players all in the same draft. Whoa. So the first pick could be, like, Giannis. And then the second pick could be... I don't know, Christian McCaffrey, and the third pick could be, I don't know, Jacob DeGrom or Mike Trout, something like that. Does this sound like, is this intriguing? Let's do it. And it's also a keep a dynasty league, which means you keep, like, most of your players every year. Well, not most. You keep a lot of your players every year. Okay. So it's a keeper league, but you keep a lot, not just one or two. Okay. And then the league year starts the second half of the MLB season. So the league year is first, second half of the MLB season, which overlaps with the NFL and also the, the NBA. So you earn points in every. And then the league ends not with a championship because that's too that's just too much. The league ends at the All Star break the next year, and then you draft again. And it's just by standings who wins. It's by it's not really head to head matchups. It's just whoever scores the most points in the year. And well, every wait. So we'll do this on the podcast. We'll do a lot of it on the podcast because it's a lot. It's a lot to pick. Uh, and all, we... <laughs> we'll go into more detail as okay, we get closer. Uh, I think I can only do one year with this, take a break, and then another year with it. Like, no. That's a lot. If you're in, you're in. Yeah. You only... Hang on, though. It's not like you set your MLB lineup and your NBA lineup every night as well as your NFL lineup every Sunday. Okay. You set your... NFL, I mean, NBA and MLB lineup once a month at the beginning of the month, and it runs its course. And at the end of the month, there's free agency or whatever, where you get to add players to your lineup and sub in and out. But every, the NFL is still, you sub in every Sunday for your lineup. Okay. Does it sound like fun? And you can have Are we free in? agency. Oh, yes. We'll probably have to make a podcast, though, for NFL season, like, going through the podcast for the draft will probably have to be in two or three parts oh yeah we'll have like because you're you have a like a full fantasy football lineup plus defensive players by the way and you have like not a full mlb lineup because you're only it's different it's it's gonna be a lot of fun and this okay. will be really complicated my oh, yeah. very last question before we go to lunch mm-hmm. is oh it smells so good i can smell it I can too. I can't smell anything. That's unfortunate. You might have COVID. I'm covering with my mouth right now. I'm just kidding. He, he doesn't. Okay, yeah, you, you've basically gotten nowhere. Anyways, my last question is: How good is UCLA? How good is UCLA? I'm not really equipped to wa- to answer this. I have not watched a whole lot of college basketball. <laughs> Partially because my bracket was busted the first night, <laughs> just like everybody. Else. I still have. It's. Busted, quote unquote. But you have twelve brackets, so. Yeah, I I still have three brackets that aren't faulty. So my final you, four was so Gonzaga versus Florida State. They're both out. Wait, I think Gonzaga. no Gonzaga's still in, yeah, but I have Gonzaga. Gonzaga winning, and it doesn't look good for them because the team they're playing is really hot right now. And then in the other half of the final four, I had 
Illinois and like Michigan or something. You had Michigan State. No, not Mich- Michigan. Michigan Drake came into the Drake? Yeah. Drake. Drake. Drake beat them in the final. I think I've watched more of the NC the women's yeah. tournament than the men's tournament. It's been more exciting, frankly. Partially because I was not invested at all. I also made a, I also made two women's bracket ones. Do you guys seriously have nothing on this? I have nothing on this, no. Noah? I have no uh, idea okay. how good UCLA is. I watched oh, a little just bit. Just compare them to somebody. Okay. The other team I had was Ohio State. They lost in the first round, so it's pretty great. <laughs> I love What was that ESPN notification? Let us know. Opening day lineups for the Rangers. Oh, I don't care about the Rangers. They're pretty good. all of them at the end of the season because they were really bad, and they had a 0.01 chance. Mm. No one follows everybody. Alright, is that all of our questions? Yeah. I think we should take a break then. Yeah. As wait. more ESPN notifications um, roll in. For opening wait, day. Wait, 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 wait. What? I'm just going to compare how UCLA has been playing. Let's do that after the break. How yeah, about that? Yeah, let's do that. I like that. We'll be back. And we're back. Trey, you want to talk about UCLA college basketball, right? Yeah, so my personal take on it is that the Michigan Wolverines are as good as UC. Wait, sorry. UCLA is good as the Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, what isn't there a second part to that? No. There's not a second part to that. Okay. okay. I, so, UCLA started by beating BYU the sixth seed and then beat the fourteen seed. <laughs> I'm still in the hiccups. Um. And then they beat the two seed and then the one seed. I think it's ironic that they went 2-1. Like, it doesn't seem like you would usually do that. Interesting. Now we're going to bring it to our dad. I was going to say something correspondent, but I couldn't think of anything. Hey, guys. (laughs) So I think what Noah was saying was that they were getting increasingly more difficult in the opponents that they were facing. They faced the number two. They beat the number two seed and the number one seed in their corner of the bracket. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah, I'm dad. I'm back. I'm the dad of the pod here. Uh, Dad pod. Yeah. Dad pod. Proud of you you guys for uh, the work that you're doing. (laughs) I've been wanting to get on here and talk to you guys, but we we, we had some technical difficulties with your snowball microphone and – now we got ourselves a new one, so it's been a while since you guys have been able to record. I actually two had months. some things that – what's that? Two months. Two months. I, well, I had some things that are about two months old that I wanted to share with you guys because I think I'd like to see if I can stump you guys because you guys are so uh, – such smart uh, football guys here. So uh, I'm, I, I'm, I, I want to stump oh. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat you wow, that's a burn. I don't know. This, this, I think Noah was the one th- that was in the a, uh, football championship. Yeah, I won the thing. <laughs> Well, he's our fantasy football expert. I know nothing. So you said that I was bad at football. I'm bad at basketball and baseball. I'm the best at football. I'm good at all of it. Um, not The only thing I'm not good at is baseball. Oh, my goodness, Noah. The hiccups. Now he's squatting in his desk chair. All right, so Noah's, Noah's got the hiccups. He's going to try to participate here. But this actually comes from Next Generation Stats. Have you guys heard of Next Generation Stats? Yeah. So, Trey, what are they? Uh... They're basically Amazon Prime stats. Amazon Prime stats? Uh, yeah. Okay. Brought to you by Amazon Prime. Brought to you by That's Amazon Prime. So Trey, Trey always knows his commercials. So good yes. job, Trey. I, I know. All I right. Direct so, marketing. I know the commercials. So next generation stats goes beyond like, it's not just about like carries and receptions and yards and touchdowns. It's, you Two know. Two feet of separation on the throw. Crazy things like, you know, how fast someone's running or how far a ball travels on a play. So these are some next generation stats that came from the end of the year. I will give credit. I heard these on the Chris Sims podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Unbuttoned. Yeah. Oh, we hey, have to... and speaking of speaking of sister and brother podcasts, I do want to give you guys credit. I, I I got stopped in my tracks literally at a mention of your podcast on the Joe Bucks fan podcast with Ira, with Kaufman. Ira Kaufman. So thank you so much. Yeah, way Ira. to go. Way Yay. to go. All right. So when we're doing uh, next generation stats, I've got some next generation stats that I want to share with you guys. And so we're going to go through these, and I want to see, because you guys are such experts and so intelligent with your football, I want to see if I can stump you. So it's been a while since the football season, so I, I think I am going to be stumping you now because it's been so long. But let's go with it. The most improbable reception of the year. 
the most improbable re- reception of the year. Are we guessing this, the player? You can, yeah, if you get either one of these players, I'll actually be completely shocked. This pass, when it left the quarterback's hand, had a 6% chance of being completed, and yet it was caught for a touchdown. So the least, the most improbable touchdown. reception uh, of the year. I think I have it. Uh, who was the wide receiver that the Cowboys drafted? C.D. Lamb? Yeah, I think it was that or Adam Thielen. I ha- I ha- I would have a guess, but it wasn't for a touchdown. I, I would think it's if I'm not gonna guess it, I would think it's some like backup wide receiver, like a JJ Arcega Whiteside or something. Tyler's getting warm at least with this. <laughs> Was it the right? Time? I think this might be the most improbable reception just because of the two people participating in it. But go ahead. I was gonna. I was like thinking of these ridiculous people that catch the ball, but then I'm like, he said. I would be amazed if you remembered this guy. And I'm thinking it's not going to be DK Metcalf. Because that's what I was thinking. Because mm-hmm. he has ridiculous catches right. that you would never think he would catch. I'm thinking that it's a Bengals wide receiver. Um, it's either T. Higgins, um, Tyler Boyd, or... <sighs> trying to think of the other guy. Was it Chase Claypool? It was not Chase Claypool. All right, so I, I know this is a podcast. I am going to give you guys a visual so you can remind yourselves of it, and then we'll describe it here. It is actually Joe Flacco to Jamison Crowder oh my gosh. on Thursday oh. Night Football, Jets versus wow. Giants. Man. Corner of the end zone, Wait, no, not, two defenders. No, not Jets versus Giants. Jets no, Jets versus, versus Patriots, sorry. Yes. Is that J.C. Jackson on the cover? That's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that is the most improbable reception I just think Joe Flacco throwing a touchdown pass this year was already improbable yeah. to begin with. But the most improbable reception. Also because Joe Flacco had to come in after Sam Darnold just got hurt. Mm-hmm. If one of them is my the guess, most improbable rushing touchdown, I think it's Leonard Fournette versus the Packers. My, my, my guess for the most improbable catch was the uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick one where he, he had the face that, mask pulled. That, yeah, that, 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 was, that, that was pretty that darn really good. Yeah, yeah, that should have been close. All right, so I've got several more of these. So let's. Uh, they don't all have video uh, right. to support them. But, okay, this next one, this next stat is called Air Yards Intended. So for if you think about the distance the ball traveled on every attempted pass that a quarterback throws, how many who was the leading quarterback in the intended air yards? Even if it was incomplete. Oh, oh. so the air yards intended. Okay. Well, I know who took the most deep shots this year, and that was Tom Brady. So that's my guess. Um okay. I have to think of the area it's either Tom Brady or it's Aaron Rodgers, it's it's the Aaron Rodgers, um, what's it called, Patrick Mahomes kind of person. Okay. It's one of those kind of people. Kyler Murray. Trey, what do you got? Um, I think I actually have four guesses because this is a very broad um thing, the very broad thing, and I am still not quite sure what it means. Uh, But I'm going with my top four uh, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers Alright, well I don't have the top four But I do have number one is Tom Brady Yes 9.1 yards per intended pass through the air Number two was Deshaun Watson actually Uh. A little bit surprising I said that kind of Who had the lowest intended yards per pass Amongst quarterbacks that had enough it's passes. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. All right, what do you think? Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Uh, all three of you are wrong. It was Alex Smith. Ah. Oh. I'm thinking aging quarterbacks that just can't get the ball out. He, My other guess would have been Drew Brees. He threw like seven passes, but they were all for like ten yards. All right, so next stat. Longest pass by air yards. So from the quarterback's hands to the receiver's hands. Not necessarily the distance the receiver runs after that, but the ball that traveled the furthest in the air during the season. Did we mention this quarterback already? You, it's got to be a quarterback and a receiver. Oh. It's, it's a, it's, well, no, I'm sorry. It's not. No, just the quarterback. Sorry, it is just the quarterback. Did Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, week eight or nine or something like that. Against the Bucks. Yeah. That's a oh, good wait, guess. Wait, wait, wait. Um, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to get this one. <sighs> Kyler Murray sees DeAndre Hopkins. Mm, that's um, another good guess. That mm-hmm. one. I believe. Yep, it's that one because they said that on the they said that Hall of Fame inductions thing or whatever. They said the longest aired out pass 
So. All right. Well, unfortunately, they're wrong because, again, this is the air yards from the quarterback's hand to the receiver. So, number one was actually Russell Wilson to DK Metcalf, oh my 64 yards in the air, the pass trap. <laughs> wow. That is really Then there is a tie for second place. Deshaun Watson threw a 63-yard in the air pass. It didn't say who they didn't say who his receiver was. Ty Will Fuller. And the other tie with Deshaun Watson was Justin Herbert against the Tampa Bucks. Bay. Yeah. He had those two big play oh, action I forgot about those shots, games. and one of them went 63 yards through the air. That oh. All right. So the lowest, the quarterback that had his longest pass was actually the lowest of any quarterback. Who was the quarterback with the shortest, longest pass? <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Alex Smith. It's one yeah, of those three. It's, it's Alex Smith. Drew Brees uh, was definitely going to be on my list. Think, um, I'm oh, trying to think of things that went for negative yards. So I'm trying to think of. Well, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a negative yard. It was the this oh. quarterback's longest pass was shorter than any other quarterback's longest pass. Ben Roethlisberger. All right, and actually, all of you are wrong again. Jimmy Garoppolo. His longest pass of the season was 43 air yards. That's still kind of far. But maybe a reason why Kyle Shanahan might have traded up to get Mac Jones because he wants yeah. to get a little bit more juice has a from his quarterback. All right. Now we're going to switch to running backs, and we're going to talk about yards after contact. So once a running back hits someone, <laughs> how many yards do they gain? So Tyler with a very quick guess. Derrick Henry. Yeah. It's either Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb. All right. Uh, or I'm or thinking, Lenny. or Lenny. Uh, not Lenny? I don't think so. He, doesn't, he didn't play that much during the regular season. Leonard, Leonard Fournette did not play much oh, this no. year and didn't even have a 1,000 yards it, rushing. Oh, it's Ronald Jones. All of he these guys are... One. He had the 98-yard rush. Yes. All of the, it's Rojo. All of the, this isn't on one play. This is for the season. Okay. Oh. Yards after contact. That that would be probably on the individual yeah, play. Yeah. All right, but this is yards after contact for the entire season. So all of these guys are 1,000-yard rushers. Well, None of the Buccaneer be, running backs are going to well, be on here. it can't be Lenny. And it can't. Well, you just said it can't be any of the Bucks people. So it's gonna be. So wait, I think it's Derrick Henry though. It, it, I, I, think I think he it. had more rushing yards after contact oh, okay. than any other running back had before, like overall. I but think that was a stat that I heard. This is next yeah. generation stats, and that would be kind of stupid if it was Derrick Henry. Partially because yep. he ran for two. So yards. okay, well let's just take the, let's take the wrapper off of this one. Derrick Henry was number one. And Tyler is correct. He ran for 1,073 yards after contact. <laughs> he only... Wait, 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 wait. Hold it right there. Half of... More than half of his yards were after contact? Correct. And 954 were before contact. <laughs> <laughs> Those are both ridiculous numbers. They, they are. They are. So, now... But now, now knowing that, you want to give me any other names? Because I actually have the top five after contact oh, running backs. Chubb is one of them. Okay. Maybe Kareem Hunt, potentially. Yeah. Um. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Jacobs, maybe. Oh, I'm about... I would say Todd Gurley, but I don't think he played enough this no, year. No, he did not. He did not. Um, trying to think. Give me a second. This is hard. It's. It's been a while since the football season. I'm yeah. I think... I'm... This is going to be a guess, Jonathan but Taylor. I'm not 100% on this one. Christian McCaffrey. No. Had, he only played in like three games. All right, so the top of the five from the bottom up. Number five, David Montgomery uh, for the Chicago ooh. Bears. Number four, Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. Oh, I always forget about him. Number three, I can't believe Noah missed this one, James Robinson. Really? That one actually oh, surprised yes. me. Um, It's because every time that he goes, he goes after the D-tackle, hits him, and then That's his goal. Number two. Well, that's what he does. <laughs> number two was Dalvin Cook. <laughs> and number one was Travis no, Henry. No, Nick Chubb. It was Derrick Henry, sorry. Travis Henry? Travis Henry was a washed up draft pick, draft pick by John Gruden that never panned out, yeah. All right. Next. Best on target throwing percentage. Okay, so we know that sometimes Robert. quarterbacks throw the ball and the receiver has to reach out and make a ridiculous catch. But what about the quarterbacks that are oh. so accurate? that the receiver doesn't have to move very much to catch the ball. The best on-target throwing percentage. How many do you have here? Just one? I just have two. Okay. Oh, two? Okay. My two guesses are Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So we're looking at accuracy, okay? My two guesses. Oh, go ahead, Trey. Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. No, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, because he had a lot of uh, throws that he that the wide receiver had to go up and, and uh, get. My two guesses are Drew Brees and Kyler Murray. Okay. Well, Trey, you should have stayed with one of them because one of them was, was Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But he was actually second. 
the number one quarterback for on-target throwing it's like percentage. Kirk Cousins, isn't it? Kirk oh Cousins. No! <laughs> no! No! I'm done here! I'm done here! Peace out, y'all! Hold on, I got more. Sit down. Sit down, boy. Oh, you All right. Knock down Legos. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what you get when you have a kid podcast. You knock down Legos when someone gets upset. So, <laughs> along those same lines, who had the worst on-target throwing percentage amongst all starting quarterbacks? Uh, I had two guesses. Alex... Wait, oh, I totally forgot his name. Alex Smith. Alex Smith, yes, and Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. You guys are really hating on Ben Roethlisberger. Well, he doesn't he have, did have a good year. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> I had to really think right now. Um, I'm going to say, actually... Tom Brady, because what? he missed a bunch of those deep balls in the beginning of the season, um, and mm. his deep ball accuracy was not very well. Um, no, wait, not that's, very well. we're not talking about deep accuracy. Well, we're talking about I'm Daniel saying Jones. That uh, on target. Let Noah finish his take, and then I'll give you the answer. It's because he missed a bunch deep. So, um, my guesses are Daniel Jones, I got one Dwayne guess. Haskins. Um, let me get another one in there. Carson Wentz. Okay, so Brady and Dwayne Haskins. Those are mine. Dwayne Haskins, I'm surprised, is not the one. The bad throw percentage leader was Drew Locke. Wow. Oh, yes. That makes sense. I didn't think of him having I got two more of these fun stats here. All right. Most first downs receiving. Most receptions caught for a first down this season. Hammering Brate. Well, he would lead in catch and fall passes. Catch the ball, hit the ground. That would be Cameron Bray. Yes. Buccaneers. Super Bowl champion. Um, trying to think of people who had just a bunch of catches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm thinking DeAndre Hopkins because he he didn't have a bunch of deep catches, but he had a bunch of catches. Okay, well, I'll speed Kelsey, this up. Kelsey Hopkins, Kittle. number two. You got that. Okay, good for and you. And Kelsey and Kittle are my other two. Travis Kelsey is actually number one. Wow. Yeah, all right. I said that before you. And then going down the list, Stephon Diggs was number three. Devontae Adams was number four. I was saying Devontae Adams. And Oakland's tight end, Waller, was five. Oh, he was He's underrated. He is, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'll be he'll oh, be a guys. top tight end next year in fantasy. Yeah, probably. I was just thinking of making a new uh, team, and it's the most underrated players in my opinion. All right. Next episode, Next Trey's episode. most underrated players, in his opinion. <laughs> I'm guessing that Darren Waller will be his tight end. All right. Yeah. Now, this is the this is the coup de grace, the grand championship trophy here. The fastest ball carrier. I got it. I got the it. The fastest ball. Oh, don't, don't wait. No, no. Hold on. Let me, let me just. Okay. So, this is the, a person carrying the ball that ran the fastest. Okay. This person, while they were running during the season. So, it, hit, can't, it can't be DK Metcalf. It can't be DK Metcalf running that guy down because I don't know how fast he was going, but he wasn't a ball carrier. Yeah. Yes. That's correct, okay? So, fastest ball carrier, this ball carrier actually ran 23 miles per hour on the fastest okay. play. All right? So, we're going to go around the room here. Tyler, since you think you got it, you'll be last. Noah, go ahead. It's Devin White or it's Tyreek Hill. Okay. Uh, uh, um, I think it's the guy who DK Metcalf was. DK Metcalf Yeah, Buda Baker. Tyler. Raheem Mostert. Oh, yeah, Raheem Mostert. Tyler is correct. I remember that play. I remember that play, too. He was moving so fast. So, I I really thought everybody would bite on Tyreek Hill. He actually had the fifth fastest touchdown. I don't know who number three and four are, but number one is Raheem Mostert on an 80-yard touchdown run week two. Number two fastest runner, ball carrier, Raheem Mostert on a 76-yard screen pass against the Jets. I remember both of those. Those too. I really well, thought Devin I was going to stump you guys. Devin White did have a 21-yard, I mean, 21 miles per hour thing. That guy's fast, too. Yeah, same with Tyreek Hill. He had a I thought Buda Baker went 25 miles per hour. That would be inhuman. Well, then, how fast would DK be? I think maybe DK was going that fast to catch him, <laughs> DK Metcalf. Yeah. So, uh, as a bonus, fastest rookie ball carrier. The, the ball carrier, as a rookie... Was clocked the fastest running of any runner. I'll go last again. Um, now I gotta think. It's a 49ers player. Um, Brandon Ayuk. Is that your guess? It's Ayuk, I believe. Um, That's a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fastest rookie run. You just stumped me. My brain is just blank. 
All right, good guess on Justin Jefferson, but no, it was actually Jonathan Taylor. Indianapolis Colts. Pleasant surprise. I always Pleasant forget surprise. that he's a rookie. <laughs> so anyway. I thought he wasn't a rookie. These were kind of fun, so maybe if we come across more next-gen stats somewhere along the way, I'll come back and try to stump you guys. But I do enjoy trying to trick you guys the, with these questions. It was fun. The dad stumping session with... The stump session with dad. <laughs> the stump session. There was an old show called Stump the Meech on ESPN. This guy... So, Nobody, no. Everybody would just come on to compete against him with sports trivia. No one could stump the meat. So, well, they do that on Dan Levitard now. So, oh, okay. Bob, with, um, um, it's different though. It's not sports. Tyler, so, uh, John Amici. Stump the dad on the League of Leagues. On the League of Leagues. Are you ready for that, Dad? Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. I can barely handy, handle fantasy basketball. Although I am doing very well at fantasy basketball. I have not, I don't I have not checked I my lineup in months. All right. Dad, so uh, hit these guys up on Twitter. Tyler's managing the account there. Uh, what's the What's the Twitter handle again, Tyler? At TNT underscore sports underscore pod. Yeah. Getting a lot of traction. Getting a lot of likes on their tweets. Interacting with a lot Being of fans. Followers. So uh, follow them, like them, tweet them, retweet them, or argue with them if that's. Please what you argue want. with me. It's actually very entertaining. All right. I think that's all for this episode. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, no. I don't know. I have nothing either. I guess that is it. Peace out.